going on everybody welcome to the podcast we got something a little bit different for you this week we're dipping in to that patreon bucket so we started a patreon a few months ago to tackle some behind the scenes stuff things that we talk about before the podcast gets going a little bit of that warm-up conversation that has these really cool nuggets in it and also some things that are just a little bit deeper sometimes they're a little bit sensitive is not the right word but just deeper deeper is the best word that I can use so consider this a little free sample brought to you by our patreon members thank you to all our patreon members out there appreciate you so much this is what goes on over there so we hope you enjoy if it's interesting to you you can find a link down below to sign up and become a member yourself it's five bucks a month not that much it's about the price of one cup of coffee every month you can you can live the dream with us all right let's get into it peace all right dude let's talk about your birthday dinner we have to talk about this it was a nice time well uh let's yeah let's let's start with hey i just want to shout out the finest chef in the world <laughs> miss dominique chef friend no yeah let's talk about my birthday let's talk about it okay so i'll lay the foundation so yeah lay the here. foundation here a few weeks before his birthday, Jared comes up to me. He's like, there's this place in San Francisco, Atelier Kren. I reached out to the chef and was asking about coffee and her coffee experience. And just Jared's really good at connecting with people. So he reached out to Dominique Kren and was just chatting coffee and was saying, you know, it'd be awesome to come into the restaurant at some point in time. And you had such a positive experience with her and were also was also intrigued by the the dishes at the restaurant that you were like, fuck it. I'm gonna book my birthday dinner there. And this is a three Michelin star restaurant on the list of the top thirty best restaurants in the world. It was like top fifty. It's number thirty five. Number thirty five. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thirty five There's only like four in the United States. In the world. Yeah. yeah. Only four restaurants in the US are on that list. Yeah. And so it, it's a pretty penny, you know, it's 326 bucks, uh, yeah, something like that a piece. Yeah. We you're didn't a, do We didn't do any wine pairings or else it'd have been like close to five. Yeah. Yeah. It, so it's real, like, it's you, real money. You know, you guys can go if you want. And yeah. I just totally forgot about it. And then it came back up and I was like, Oh shit, we're super down to go. I just totally bricked on it. And then you reach back out. Anyway, they, were so hospitable and changed your two-person reservation to a four-person reservation and said, just really excited to see you for your birthday. And then yeah. we show up in San Francisco next to this place with no you know, sign outside except for the three Michelin star yeah, right on insignia. The wall. And then we go in to have a 14-course tasting menu at one of the best restaurants in the world we'll we'll start there that's we'll where start we're there. at <laughs> yeah i mean that that was such a i mean i've been dreaming of eating at places like that for most of my life i always watch cooking shows a lot i i actually really really resonated with her through watching mind of a chef or chef's table i get them mixed up but she's in one of those two and it's shot really amazingly and, and it was her story prior to even getting three stars at that point i think she was a two-star chef she's the first woman to ever get a three michelin stars which is also pretty amazing, uh, like cancer survivor, the whole thing. But her her drive for betterment and for mission and people-driven work is really kinship to ours, or the kinship to us. And so, yeah, I, I did. I just wanted to reach out. And one day I reached out, and I was like, hey, I really look up to you. 
I'd love to send you some coffee. And she actually responded and we started, you know, connecting and she, she responds to myself. I sent her some co- I sent her a lot of coffee, actually, a re- handwritten note. She, she's kind of amazing. It seems like she's got she's got a lot of hundreds of thousands of people on yeah. her social platforms. Yeah, she's she's proper. I felt really I felt really privileged and just it honored kind of to have that connection. And I mean, she's genuine. I think that was the thing. And so she started following and, and we had a little correspondence on Instagram and she'd respond to some of my posts. And that felt really cool, too. So I was like, oh, she's. She's not just being nice. She's engaging. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I reached out. and I was like, oh, man, we have a reservation for two, but my two, you know, best friends, they were going to potentially come if it's possible. And she's like, oh, yeah, I got you. And But when we get there, we sit down. You know, it's amazing. We, we, we dressed up. It was rad. Wear a suit the whole nine. And, and the hospitality is amazing. They sit us 15 minutes early right when we get there. And then they come out, and you can tell the part that, that about like chef and all that stuff. That's really cool. But even prior to that, they're like, Hey, so I hear you're in the industry. It's really cool that you're here. It's amazing that you got in. Like, that's a pretty hard thing to do. You must like chef must like really like you or something like that. It was something to that effect. Like, yeah. It, well, he was like, how do you know chef? Yeah. How do you know chef? That <laughs> and was a, and I was like, you're what? all, uh, coffee. Yeah. I was like the internet. In, oh coffee? yeah. Instagram. He's all, wow. You're really lucky. Some yeah. people wait a long time for, for reservations. That's how it went. Yeah. You're, things. you're better at that stuff than I am. He was pretty, he was, the concierge was legitimately impressed that we were able to switch a reservation and just get in on the fly. Yeah. And was it pumped. had to be cause it was my birthday. Like if it wasn't my birthday, I imagine she would have been like, can you rebook another time? And it's probably really impacted too, because they're just opening back up for service after the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were one of the only restaurants in San Francisco, one of the few restaurants seating inside at that point. And a lot of places were still outside. Coffee was all walk up. So, I mean, just to walk in, it was really amazing because you do, you don't really know that's the shop. Like next door is, is Barcran, which is really cool too. But you walk up and I'm like, I, I, think we're here you know you yeah. had the address and you there's not really any signage and there's and a little plaque on the door and all the it. windows are covered even though the lighting is great inside everything's good everything's amazing yeah the window covering was awesome because san francisco's strange yeah and depending on where you are the the outsides of the buildings don't really speak to what's on the inside so when you Absolutely. go inside it's kind of like you're transported into another world mm-hmm. and the lighting was perfect and having no windows, it just put you in a different place. Yeah. It was At so least for fantastic. me, I was like, Oh cool. I'm in a special place and this is a little bubble. Yeah. When you're thinking about experience, that's the stuff, right? They want to transport you away from any distraction is what I felt like. Yeah. And it was the same vibe you're in. And, and that part was great. So, you know, the, the dude comes out and delivers a little spiel about the history of, of chef coming from Brittany in France and, all pescatarian, vegetarian menu. There's going to be no meat. Uh, and we're going to, and then it was like a little brief, really amazing breakdown of where she came from. The whole, the menus, uh, the restaurant's named after her father who passed away. All the art on the walls, which I have some pictures of, maybe we can link it or something, but I'm sure you do too. All the art is her father's art. Her dad was an artist. And she, this whole thing is essentially a tribute to him, even though it's, you know, her last name is Krent as well. And then they go, and now we're going to be begin your meal if that's okay. And then they bring out the the pink bubbly, which is a tradition, is you always get champagne to start your meal. And it was great champagne. It was. I don't very drink a lot good. of champagne, but it was proper. I need to find out exactly what it is, and then I probably can't afford it, and then I'll buy it anyway. Yeah, you got to get one. I love that they set the set the stage by telling the story, the backstory of Chef, and mm-hmm. what it's all about, and 
some of her thought process in creating the menu. And it, I was really impressed by every server and the concierge along the throughout the whole experience. You can tell that everybody really respects her. Yes. And is excited about what she does. And they're not just doing a job. Yep. They're really in to the vibe that's happening. And when they say chef, they say it, and you know that she has both authority and respect yeah. at the same time, and yeah. it's it's awesome. Yeah, and that's one of the things that was cool to see there after watching the cooking shows because you see her camaraderie with her team and how close they are and how she is absolutely both a mentor and a peer at the same time. Like, in the way that she treats them, it's full-on, like, you're under my wing, but then this is how it goes, you know? And I was in the wow kitchen at Manresa. Yep. After that meal, because we were setting up some coffee service, just checking the equipment a few years ago. Yeah. And David Kinch was chefing in the kitchen with the crew. And there was, I don't know how many people in the kitchen. It's not a huge kitchen or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was just this little murmur and then someone else murmured something and he without looking up without stopping his working he just goes quiet and everybody was just dead silent and that was that was it and i was like that's the fucking coolest thing ever because everybody got it it's not like anyone was oh it wasn't a reprimand no no no, it wasn't a reprimand it's just like hey we're doing this job this is really important and in the what i'm imagining is in the context of creating that sense of place you know when you're in the dining room and you hear people talking in the kitchen yeah you know it's it's different or no one wants to hear casual conversation coming from the kitchen when you're paying 300 dollars a plate for food like you want to be you want to be in the moment that you're in you know in that sort of thing right that's that's not a casual dining experience so i i kind of like (laughs) different people say different things about different chefs and how sometimes kitchen culture is really toxic but that didn't feel toxic to me it just felt like okay cool we're all on the same team we're doing this job together direct professionalism yeah it's super super pro yeah is yeah but yeah this this was this was it was crazy how they just got it got it going and uh so every time we had a, a course so there's 14 courses yeah there were two servers that came out plus one other and generally the one other was explaining the dish typically the chef i think who makes the dish too. oh was that who That's it was what it typically oh, okay. is. So it's awesome. the person who who created the dish on the night even though dominique ends up for the most part like curating the actual food the person who is in charge of the dish walks out and describes it to you typically. oh that's cool i yeah. didn't realize that that was who was making it yeah that's kind of yeah totally yeah and that was that was killer and then there's this so we had two couples and then they had the simultaneous service i mean and they usually uh, they they crisscross it so it's opposite sides of the table yeah okay let's separated. break it down even further so if you've never had this kind of experience each course comes with new flatware you know new silverware new clean plates table. clean table everything is a hundred percent just absolutely dialed in and their job is to know before you n- like their job is to see a cue at the table that you might need something before you're even ready to look up and ask and so, get there yeah so they would come and then they drop this there's this uh it's like a square um rod like a brass square rod nice, that they like one. set Heavy. on the table and then the fork and the knife that's also hammered brass that matches that rod and 
goes with the vibe of the plate because the plating's all different too. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you get the same fork and knife or even the same brand of fork and knife. It's everything's unique to that dish. It's yeah. like each time a course comes around, you're in a different you're in a different experience that's all focused around that dish, and that's cool. Yeah, the, the w- best. The way they lay the silverware out simultaneously, like you said, on opposite sides. Mm-hmm. Fork, fork, knife, knife, or whatever the, totally. whatever the order and is. The, I mean, it's simple as this is, too, but just the water. Your water is never even, like, halfway empty. They, like, just show oh, up man. no matter what. It's consistent, like, the whole night. And you, you're sparkling your still, which is that's – not, that's not groundbreaking now. What's groundbreaking there is that – you're you are just like taken care of you don't have to look at anybody taken care of is the i was telling adam my friend adam yeah i think we talk about adam on this podcast a lot he's a surly kind of guy so i was telling him about our dinner and he's like oh yeah he's all you just you just wanted someone to kiss your ass for five hours (laughs) i I didn't realize that he's all they're just telling you how great you are for five hours and i was like it's not even like that that's true it's It's not no one's blowing smoke up your ass. No one's being over the top, but everything you have, you need. You are perfectly taken care of, but they're... I mean, even portion-wise, like, you're, oh, yeah. per, for me, full, but perfectly full. It's four hours long, too. They make sure you're eating like a lot of It's like four and a half. Yeah, it was like four and a half hours. Yeah, it was, it was almost on five, which was interesting because on the website, it was, you it know, two, two and a half, two and a half hour dining experience. I think they let us go long. They, I mean, we were the second to last people in there besides the big other group. Other people were going long too, though. Yeah. There was Some a few of those people were, were in, I don't know how you would get through that in two hours, honestly. Maybe there's a shorter menu sometime. I don't know. No, I just, I think yeah, whatever happened, it happened. I was, it I was happened. happy about it. And we were the second seating. There's two seatings at night. So we were the second seating, and actually Chef couldn't be there for that, and we can talk about that later. But she was she's, she served the first seating, and she's famous. She's got a bunch of shit to do. So she had a photo shoot at Bluebell Farms in, like, Mendocino area. That's or, sick. Yeah, which is where she gets a lot of the food that we ate. But you get, you get started. They, she always starts with this really cool, like— Should we go through the menu right now? Yeah, I was going to say, so I brought the menu. We can, And uh, at the end, which I didn't bring, she actually wrote me— uh, a birthday note saying that she's really sorry she couldn't be there f- to serve me officially, and it, it even had like the exact time, the time of the day. It was like four fifty three, and we were there at six or something. Yeah, like that. and she's uh, yeah, she that's what she does. She's like really personal about it. But you always start this thing. It's called it's Kier Brenton, which is essentially like a, that little cocoa butter ball with some sort of perfect Juice, gelée on yeah. top, and it's got fresh squeezed apple cider on the inside, and it's like a primer. Yeah, to go with your apple or with your, to go with your uh, Champagne. Yeah. Pink it's like an amuse bouche, basically, uh-huh. but it's it's elevated. That that shit was so fucking good. Yeah. The thing that I liked about it is it's not, you know, the, the cocoa butter sphere is like a hard shell hard shell yeah. sphere. So if you've ever done which obviously you have, but the sodium alginite, calcium chloride, like mm-hmm. espresso caviar things, you know, you, you pop them and then they like settle on your tongue. This yeah. kind of did full explosion. Yeah, full for explosion. For me, it hit every part of my mouth, which I thought was tight. It was nice. And then the, the, the vessel it came on had like a perfect indent that fit the ball perfectly. So when you pick it up, it was just the intention level with every single dish was hyper specific, like hyper, hyper, hyper specific. So that that was amazing. And then, you know, you get started and they – they start you with some, like, I mean, it's a lot of seafood. I was honestly nervous knowing I was going to go in and eat stuff that I had never eaten. And not not because, like, I was going to put it down no matter what. But I'm like, man, I really hope that I like everything because I haven't tried every seafood. And some seafood is a little over the top for me. Sometimes it's a little too 
seafoody, you know, and I, and I like almost anything. So going in and knowing we were going to get like gooey ducks, like the first thing, which is like a kind of a clam and it had sea urchin and stone fruit. And it came in a little, a little tartlet, like four tartlets and like a, it, it had was like a some dry ice, dry ice situation coming out of it, smoky. out of this big, like almost conch shell looking yeah, thing. Was, yeah. Yeah. And, and presentation was insane. I mean, they, we've got some pictures we could theoretically throw up somehow, but you, you start that meal and it's like, okay, here we go. Like this is, you know, uni I've had and I enjoy, but my wife, you know, super not necessarily interested. Gooey duck I'd never had before. And I know that some of those things just kind of taste crazy. And it had stone fruit around it. It had some like peaches and plums all in this thing. And you're all, okay, we're, so we're doing fruit and seafood and a tart right now. Like here we go. And it, like everything else on the meal, was psychotically good and so thought-provoking. I think that's my favorite part of it is everything is interesting. Everything is, every bite is a little different and full journey. Yeah, I think the depth of flavor and food that you can actually think about is kind of one of the keys to that experience. Yeah. Because it's all different kinds of good foods. Like, there's, totally. there's a ton of good, cheap food that's hits the mark, you know, Dude, like a, a really good taqueria Full psycho. hits the mark, yeah. you know, it's undeniably good. Pizza is great. Yeah. And this is just, a lot of the dishes had so many different layers that were so complex to where you bite it, something hits you, something else hits you, something else hits you. A lot of hot cold play. And then there's like the lingering aftertaste yeah. and so then, cerebral, then the right? second bite is, di- yeah, it's. I was hyper aware of what I was eating. And it's different than you can be, like when you bite into a pizza and you're like, oh yeah, that's delicious. I like yeah, it. Yeah, you wolf it down. Yeah. Like, Six I can pieces eat more. later, you're yeah. full. This is like, oh. Yes. You don't, I, for me at least, I didn't immediately classify it as good or bad. I'm no. like, oh, oh, what's going on? Okay, hang on. I need to think about this for a second. All, All right. dish, every dish. What? How? What are they doing? Strange. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it's just a whole different zone. We essentially paid for a nearly five-hour mindful eating experience, which is like a pretty hidden, amazing feat, right? It's what in the world keeps you in conversation and presence for nearly five hours where you wish at the end that it's not over? I could have stayed I, way We were having longer. such an awesome time. It was really a bummer to have it be done, and it was like midnight. So yeah, we, were t- was- we were actually both tired and and like didn't want to leave i could have chilled in the bar for a couple hours more couple right hours for sure and that that to me is why you do something like this and you, 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 I, I could not do this all the time by any means or even very often in my life but you do this and you go and you have that and then you go and you have back-to-back oysters which was crazy so you have the you have a, a like a grilled oyster and some moose stuff which is I'm gonna have a hard time remembering exactly what was in it, but it was like it was smoked, like something with like sorrel and cream, and you know, remember that? You know, it was like, and it was proper oyster, which, which my like I want my wife Brittany right now. is an anti oyster person, and and even that one, she she had a hard time with both the oysters because she like physically hates them, but she ate them both. <laughs> she did it though, and uh, even though the the yeah, so it was the one it had the proper oyster that was smoked. And it had like a smoked trout cream. This one. Yeah. And it had yeah. a perfect sorrel leaf on top for like some briny crisp crunch. And that, that to me, the, these two dishes, the oyster two dishes, were the most like 
hard to eat's not the right word, but they were the most like adventurous of like, I wouldn't order that in a normal meal and I'm really glad I ate it. Yeah. Because those were the ones where you're like, oh, wow, this is. Because the second one, I'm looking at the picture the of The second it. one was where it was frozen it in, was, the, yeah. in the actual pink drink it's, that we were drinking at the beginning of the night. Yeah. So the, it's like a frosé yeah. wraps oyster, but yeah. it's not sweet. Like not even a little like bit. Like party time rosé. Yeah, and it was so interesting to that. So like, interesting. That was the most ambitious for my palate. That cold rosé exterior. Yeah. With the oyster. Yeah. And this like the the sea salty. It was hundred percent sea yeah. with like, and the part I loved about it was how ice cold everything was. Like it was, it was the most refreshing. Like oh, I'm literally eating the ocean, and you could taste it and picture it the whole nine, and that to me. I mean, my Brittany, Brittany had a hard time with that one. She ended up going for the wine. But the rest of us were like, again, you're in it. And you're just thinking about that. And you're like, okay, I, I get it. This is crazy that you even came up with that. It's all wrapped together. Uh, and we got some yummy wine. You know, we asked them to, to get us wine to match the meal. And that was cool, too, because all the cups you watch them going out, the glasses, they're all different. They're all pristine. The Cat and Cloud podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess no matter where you are. All you have to do is add hot water. Each steep pack is individually sealed in nitrogen flush so it stays fresh and it's got this special immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed which means it's sealed together with no glue, no staples, so there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable, and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on Steeped Coffee at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or having your favorite roaster reach out and get in touch. If you happen to be in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry and make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. I mean, so essentially, I mean, we can't walk through every single thing. I think we got to go with some highlights, right? Okay. So like, I mean, for out me, of the four, I mean, that's the thing. Everything was amazing. So for me, hand, yeah, like what was, what were some of the hands down things? Hands down, it was. Peas are going to be on there, right? I think one, my favorite maybe was the, the spot prawn. What's that one? Yeah. Read that. That, that was, okay. So that was, uh, yeah, that was spot, spot prawn, multiple seaweeds, and then the whey foam around it. Okay. So there's this like macerated prawn on a flat dish almost like a tartare almost like a tartare surrounded by a foam that they dished up on the table and then what's on the what's the multiple different kinds of seaweed multiple different kinds of seaweed yeah and then on the side of that is this broth and the broth for me was in yeah, like I've been the, thinking about that broth a lot. The depth of flavor in the broth is like nothing that I've ever tasted before. You were playing nothing. cold and hot, sweet and umami. And they both have umami, but like that was proper when people talk about like uh, shrimp and things having sweetness, like it was proper sweet. That, that had three dimensions for me. There's something about 
I don't know. It went into another plane of existence. Too. I can't even. Did have a coffee in the shrimp in it. heads. Yeah, I yeah. can't even um, explain it well with my. Well, that's the thing, with right? My language. But that's the point. I think it's like you know how like you have this. coffee, and then espresso is a different level of coffee. It's right. got more depth. It's got more. It's just a different experience. Yeah. This was like that plus another extra layer to where I was in some different. I don't know why. It just hit. Oh, so for, hard. that was one of mine for sure. It was. It was like. I don't know. Fuck. I can't even explain it. So that one. It's hard to explain. The um the onion, the French onion soup yes. was the other one that was absolutely psychotic. And it's so hard to explain because that one had. So there's a fanned out yep. onion with a custard. They're all pickled, the onions and something with snail escargot eggs yeah. row on them which Forget you're about like oh you man eat that shit not pickled like uh avocado toast no, at no, the coffee no. shop pickled. no 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 like yeah. its own thing <laughs> sitting on like a gelée of green sorrely vegetable stuff and then an onion cauliflower ice cream yes beside it was like it takes two plus days to make it but like a cheese soup a cheese brine consomme so nothing in it except for again like a broth like this other thing insane depth of flavor where they take there's a cheese course later in the meal, but they take the br- the rinds of that, and for like 48 hours they reduce it in the soup with like bread crusts and all these other things, and then they give you crackers, these little crackers on the side where you take all the the cold and you bite and eat and drink, and that that might have been my favorite dish. Although like dude, I'm looking at that that abalone thing like the the <laughs> the trout sandwich with where they like they made trout custard and they put it in that chocolate sandwich. Oh yeah, looks like it's an like ice a, cream sandwich, like but it wasn't. Trout. It looks like a big like an Oreo. Yeah, it's like yeah. I mean you can look at all that. They're but all they were all they're all. That's out the of thing is like. So for me, the I'm, peas were crazy. The peas were one of the most amazing. Just like it's all vegetables, and the thing about all these things is like there's freshness, there's cleanness, there's components to these dishes that are just so engaging and i'm i'm an adventurous eater so i was blown away because everything just tasted better than i expected and had me on a different level the part i really 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 was psyched about is that Brittany is not my wife is not an adventurous eater and she really loved the entire meal and i would say like that's a that's a kudos to this kind of food where she doesn't like a lot of shit and she ate i mean she ate snail eggs she you know like there's stuff that we ate that I would never, ever, ever pick on a menu, and I'm so glad I ate it because it was and will continue to be a memory that, like, I want to go do it again. I absolutely want to do it again. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, please bring me back. How can we figure this out? Well, we started a tradition. We're going to do it on everybody's birthday. Everybody's birthday. At least, everybody's at least birthday, you and me. We're going to have a Michelin star yep. experience somewhere. Somewhere. It's going to start in the States, and then we're going to go worldwide. I've got a, yeah. And if anybody wants to make a documentary about it, I do want to go to Alinea in Chicago, but the the other one in San Francisco, Bento, or I forget the name. We should go there. So this is where this is where I had this other thought. I'm like, okay, the experience plus the quality equals three Michelin stars equals worth this amount of money, and that's where I started thinking about nobody's been able to land the quality experience in specialty coffee where they can justify paying more, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I was on another podcast with um, Metric, Source Code, and Ben Hameen talking about sourcing coffee. And they were talking about like, hey, how can we get people to pay more for like coffee in general? And do you think there's ever a way for people to buy like 81, 82 point coffee 
and you know pay the farmers more for it and i i got immediately frustrated because i said look have you ever heard of a dole whip i was like it costs 30 cents and they sell them for like 750 and they're good but what is really going on there people love the fucking experience the experience of being at disneyland so much that they're willing to pay seven dollars for a thing because of where they are so maybe we as an industry need to take some responsibility and put some time and effort into really killing it so that we can justify that and we can that's where uh it will take a lot of work but that's our responsibility that's our ability like we can do that somebody can put together an experience where drinking a diner coffee in a place that you make is worth paying $6 for that diner coffee. I 100% believe that. It just means that you, we, business owners, somewhere out there need to decide that they're going to make a place that has the level of experience and intention and attention and people will pay for it because, and it it doesn't have to be $350. It could be 50. That's a huge ticket at a coffee shop. But it's... It's something that came into my mind. I'm like, the only reason it's not possible is because nobody really does it justice. And that's, that's literally brass tacks it. It's going to take money. It's going to take effort. It's going to take all these things. You also can make it back. There's also a way for this to work. So we're missing, we're missing opportunities, but we also... No, we're not missing opportunities. Yeah, we're missing They're, opportunities. Well, the opportunities aren't missed. They're not being, they're not being pursued. And so we are missing something Here's the f- that's right in front of us. I think you're on, you're on the path. We're on the sh- path. You're on the path for sure. Work to do. And here's, here's why coffee people suck. Here's why coffee people suck. You're fucking lazy. You're lazy. You're lazy. And you have you, no vision. You have an intense connection to this beautiful, amazing product. And I have that same connection. Coffee has changed my life in every way from the time I discovered its magic till now it's like most of my adult life has been built around this one thing and it consistently delivers it it blows my mind yeah and if you know you have this experience where this thing is blowing my people don't understand people don't understand how crazy it is they don't understand how complex it is they don't understand how much hard work it is they don't understand blah, blah 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 it's like you're right they don't Whose fucking job is it to make them understand? Oh, it's yours. It's your fucking job to make them understand. And guess what? Doing one Instagram post a week about how you bought from a certain farmer and how you shook their hand is not enough to move the fucking needle to get people to pay attention and go, oh, this is something that I should actually pay attention to. This is where your ideas come in because regardless of what coffee farmers should be making or what people should be willing to do, we can't just scream, this is quality, respect it. In the same way that if we went to have that dining experience, she couldn't just slap some really awesome food on the table. Paper plate. Paper plate and be like, yeah, 350 bucks. Yeah. It doesn't work. It so does not work. What, what do we have in our power to do? We can create those experiences. Okay, how do we create those experiences? Well, it's going to be different for everybody, but you have to do the work. And part of doing the work is going to mean breaking away from that safe model that you already have, which is like, okay, 
X plus Y equals Z. We know this to be true. And as much as we see like fresh design and new things happening in coffee shop, every fucking coffee shop I've seen that opened in the last 10 years, pretty much like the one that came before it. There's nobody out there that I'm aware of that's doing something entirely different. Right. And that's where the idea came into my mind. I was like, IntelliVentist tried and they were succeeding. And then everybody who made that place special went somewhere else. And it was interesting to think about that because I was like, the person who managed that place was not any of the people that we were tied into. Remember that? All the people who managed those places were never the people who were like the stars making the experience. They were always somebody else who was like, oh, that's the manager. And these are all the barista stars. And Which is just a leadership miss. And it's at the a, time goes back to your point. when it was an ex- when it was an experience and it was unique and interesting. Everything fizzled, and now it's just a coffee shop. Exactly. You know, it's no. Just, yeah, we didn't. It, it's we just, missed it. It didn't keep on its trajectory. It was kind of, from what I see, from a, a guest perspective, from the outside looking in, is like, oh, cool. These people are gone. They were the ones that were really passionate about mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. Now it doesn't make as much business sense to have this kind of service. So. Yeah. We'll just switch it back. And, yeah. we have, and now the line's not out the door now down the, the street. Now the epic thing is, oh, you order with a barista, which is like, cool, you stole that from Vivace, so what the fuck do yeah. you want to say? Which is you like know? 1989 like Not a big again. deal, you know? Uh, but I, I, I agree. We're, we're waiting. When, you, when you're trying to pitch something to someone or to share something that's super important to you with someone, you got to do a little bit more work. People can't realize the magic because they're not close to you. And right. Then at the end, at the end of the end of the end of the day, you need to give you need to give people something that's worth paying for. Absolutely, some of you people who buy really good coffee, it gets I messed could, up somewhere take, between I there and I could take or then. leave your cafe. I yeah. could take or leave your QC in the roastery. I could take or leave yeah. your even just your menu. You mm-hmm. know what's on your menu? Everything. I don't know. Whatever the fuck's in season. I don't, who knows? You know, is there really any intentionality into most of these things? Like, mm-hmm. sure, base level of intentionality, but there's not the level of intentionality to get to that ten dollar cup of coffee that we all want to see and mm-hmm. we know can be totally fucking worth it. Right, and that's where we have the opportunity and the work to do. Where you have to earn the trust, but then you have to deliver. Right, like. Every dish doesn't have to be out of the park, but it all, and I'm calling them dishes now if we're talking sure. food, but every course, which there should be multiple courses if you're going to do something like this, it needs to be as dialed as you can possibly make it. And you need to have the appropriate amount of understanding around what it's supposed to be like and taste like. And you need to bring people in in a way that works for you and for them. And that is simple to say hard to do but at the end of the day if somebody were to just take it and break it down be like how do i how do i present something really amazing how do i connect how do i earn the trust how do i and you just start asking you those questions and trying something and really committing to it you could see some pretty dramatic dramatic growth i am pretty inspired right now like i in literally in my mind have a few ideas for our dream future that i don't know how we're going to do but we're going to do them and i know you do too and i I'm really interested to try to be the first or amongst the first to give that Michelin star experience in coffee. And it has to look different than what we've seen. And that's a, but it's still going to be coffee. Well, it's not a coffee shop necessarily. No. no, no, no. It's an experience. Yeah, it's an experience. And I could see a- a- every level of the experience could be completely amazing. Mm-hmm. So let's say you started with something um, like a one-off experience, kind of like sure. a pop-up of this amazing experience. So you... 
you through your personal connections, you know, we talked about this, oh, what if we had a cafe and then there's a door or a false wall right. in one part of the cafe. Some sort of Harry Potter-esque It goes entrance. to this other other room, and yeah. nobody talks about Through the, the room. Fireplace. All you ever see is people coming out of the room. You're like, what the fuck? Because yeah. maybe they enter from some other place in the building. Love it. But, you know, phase one, you, you get five or six people who are on your personal contact list. They have a few friends, so you have this seating of 15 or whatever. Yeah. And once you get everybody's invitation, you're like, cool. Everybody gets invited. Everybody pays. Maybe three days later a gold envelope shows up to their house. Yeah, get your golden ticket. You fucking unwrap that envelope, you you pull the thing out, and there is, you know, the coordinates to where you need to go, some primer. I don't know, something yeah. that makes you feel like you're part of this weird secret society. Oh, yeah. The menu, maybe, of yeah. what you're going to experience. Maybe I mean, the menu, and maybe the menu has, maybe if it's 10 courses, you've got seven courses listed out, and then three empty blank yeah, slots that are kind of, kind of question marks. Right. I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm just originally, talking, I'm just talking shit here. Dominique Crenn originally did her menu by poem. So you didn't really know right. what the food was going to be. You knew the line of the poem and then she'd deliver the food. And then she's got this menu here that we're looking at, which is super basic. And she a actually bigger, has one online. A bigger version online where it, you can just wiser. I have it saved. Go deeper. But what are these? Like I was watching this show and they're totally making fun of this shit. I'm watching Future Man, which is a hilarious and terrible show that nobody should watch. But yeah. I'm watching it. And there's time travel in it. And one of the guys, Wolf, who just, he gets, he feels totally at home in whatever time zone he ends up in. And he's like a mercenary killer guy. And he ends up in the 80s and he's fallen in love with the 80s. And he discovers that he's a really amazing chef and food changes his life. And then he starts this restaurant where they fucking kidnap people. They like attack people, put bags over their heads, and then transport them down into this dungeon and make them think that they're going to die. And then once they find out that they're not going to die, the food, which already tastes amazing, tastes even like better. And it's <laughs> they're poking fun at this fancy food, yeah. you know, uh, high end food movement. But I'm like, dude, that's there's something to that that A to Z thing to where it's special from the time you get there till the time that you leave and nothing in between a and z happens on accident and there's nothing nothing that's left in between all these little things like they can they completely clean the restroom after each person that uses it yeah. because that restaurant's pretty small yeah and it's a one-person restroom yeah and it you know what would it feel like to go into the restroom and see like a little pee droplet on yeah. the toilet seat. You'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. So every detail is attended to. No, right. one, no one's even tried to create that experience mm -hmm. with coffee yet, but it is possible. It's maybe at a lower possible. limited price point to get going. Like you said, 300 less maybe not right yeah. from the jump. Less people, less service, more intention, more expensive than the you'll overhead see. also is potentially much lower than a restaurant. It'd be lower with you know, higher, higher tip base, you would imagine, and totally earned. Yeah, it'd be uh, there's there's so many opportunities. And I think at the end of the day, what is so overlooked is like you pay to be present in a world that fights you to be not present. Like it just challenges you. Like if you want to be literally present in your moment, like these podcasts are honestly really helpful they, for that. But there's not a lot of things in the world where it's easy to be present, period, because the world is sucking us away. And so right. you're paying to me to be present with people and food and like have this entire experience that touches all senses for five hours. And that 
and and it can't be really much better than that. That's where I was saying that that whole thing, even though it's ridiculously expensive, is not ridiculous at all. It's actually a bargain for what you get. Yeah, you break that down. Okay, three yeah, like three hundred bucks divided by five hours. How much did I actually pay? Right, and and it's still a lot of money, but not. Based well, considering everything is. that comes with it, because uh-huh. you're not just paying for the food. You're mm-hmm. you're paying more, not more for the experience, but just as much for that experience, just as much for that bubble of time, like you said. And I think that's that's where we that's where we can do work, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's a shift, the generational shift where, you know, our parents are like, three dollars for a cup of coffee how much does that cost to make and it's like well you're not paying for the cost of goods yeah. you're paying for everything that surrounds that cost of goods it, even in our cafe now if you even come now to, if you come into cat and cloud you're not paying for the price of coffee that's not the transaction that you're having you can get that down the street and pay 99 cents all day yeah you're paying for the whole thing you're paying for how the person treats you when you go in the door you're paying for that attention to detail that you don't get at the corner store you're paying for how you feel when you look around and see that oh weird the blue floor goes up on the wallpaper and then there's this cute cat wallpaper and then there's this other weird thing that i don't understand and yeah. everything feels good yeah i feel good when i'm there yeah and so, that's because you're also helping pay and allow us to give our people health care and a month of paid vacation stipend. You're paying for all that. And if you don't want to pay for that, you don't have to. Yeah. You can spend much less on coffee, and you can go to the gas station and get it. And I don't even judge you for that. You just won't feel what we but feel. But if you're that kind of person, you're not going to feel what we feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's just that's what you're paying for. It's yeah. a total package. And it's worth your time and money. Hey, that's the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening. I know this is the time, uh, the shameless, like classic, we need your help, but we do want to get our message out there and we do want to share this with a lot of people. So if you could share this with others, you could subscribe, you could rate, you could review. It would greatly help us as we continue to push through not only the YouTube as it's fresh, but also the general podcast as we took nearly an entire year off from doing it. And so please do so, share it. I believe that we have some information and some perspectives that could help not only people in the coffee industry, but people in any industry, any walk of life. So do us that favor, do us that solid, bring us that love and turn up for us, please. And I hope you all have a great time. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.